BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time! Oh, no. Oh, yeah! I finished these fights. Give me a hell, yeah! Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it! It's the best thing going today. What's up, you guys? Episode 280 of Top Rope Nation. My name's Ryan Drosty, here with Justin Joint. And Justin, it's kind of a new era here for Top Rope Nation. More on that in a second. But how are you doing, Justin? I'm not too bad. Um, yeah, I just realized, you know, well, for starters, it's it's been a rough week. I lost my uh, grandma a week ago, and I don't even know if that's as sad as me just realizing I'm wearing a, a Tottenham sweatshirt because they fucking stink right now. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, it hasn't been a good season for the Chicago Bulls. You know that. So, I mean, sports is... <laughs> I think uh, they're coming around a little bit, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know. Did you see that LeBron <laughs> stuff floating out there? Uh-uh. Oh, there's a rumor. Could the Bulls and the Lakers trade and send, like, Levine to Los Angeles and LeBron come to Chicago? Come on. Come on, people. Let's see it happening. Yeah. I think he he's he's staying in LA. Yeah. So I mean, pro wrestling keeping us entertained, Justin. It's Royal Rumble season. We're gonna be talking about the rumble here in just a second. But I said at the top, kind of a new era for Top Rope Nation, and that is because the show is streaming right now over on the SE Scoops YouTube channel. So a new partnership for the show. So if you're new to Top Rope Nation and you never heard us before, hello, welcome. Hope you you tune in in the weeks ahead. We've been doing this show since 2016. Uh, We have another co-host named Kyle Ross who couldn't be on the line this week, but he did just put out a new show over for our Patreon supporters last week. I'll tell you about that here in just a second. Uh, But the SE Scoops partnership is something we're really, really excited about. I write, and I'm a site manager over at SE Scoops. Been there for the last couple of years. Want to give a big shout out to Mike for bringing us on board 
the YouTube channel. Nothing's going to change on the audio feed. All right. So if you listen to us on the podcast feeds, we're still with Blue Wire. Love Blue Wire. They've been great for us the last couple of years. Nothing at all will change there. It's just on the live streaming side if you're watching our video stream. So we're streaming right now on SC Scoops on the YouTube channel, on their Twitter page. We're also on the Top Rope Nation uh, Twitter page, Facebook page, Twitch as well. Uh, and then after these shows end, I will post the video on our home YouTube channel. So if you're t- if you're tuning into the show for the first time, and you like what you hear, look for the Top Rope Nation YouTube channel. Our entire archive is there back to 2016. But from this point forward, you will find the YouTube live cast exclusively here on SE Scoops on their YouTube channel. And you'll also find it posted on the homepage of sescoops.com the following day as well as links to the audio feeds so justin really exciting stuff man i'm I'm, i've been pumped about this new era all week yeah i i just want to apologize i am embarrassed and frankly ashamed that i couldn't even make it 30 seconds into this new era before i was cursing so i i will do better everybody (laughs) who are these people and why do they have such foul mouths they're off the gym (laughs) um no, it should be really good for, you know, discovery. I think more people are going to find out about Top Rope Nation. They're going to like what we do. I mentioned Kyle, our other co-host, and he dropped a new edition of Top Rope Nation Extra, which is our Patreon bonus show. Last week, he was with our friend Rick Skelton. They talked about the 30-year anniversary of WWF Rock. Great, great show. So if you want to hear more from us, Patreon is the way to do it. The link is here in the description. We did just get a brand new patron last week, so I want to give a shout out to Dan Parker. Been talking with Dan a little bit uh, on the DMs over on Patreon. It's another bonus becoming a patron as you get to talk to us one on one. And he's been digging through the classics archives, Justin, and he recently listened to Starcade '97, our, our most recent edition of Top Rope Nation Classics, which is our another Patreon bonus show that we do. That is our best work. We are going to be recording a new episode next week on royal rumble 94 we love to get retro on everybody we do it here on the main feed sometimes but always over on patreon so you looking forward to rumble 94 next week oh heck yeah like you like kyle they're my favorites the the trn classics doesn't get any better absolutely so again subscribe to the youtube channel subscribe to se scoops you'll find us here live every week subscribe wherever you're getting your podcast leave that five star rating or written review as well we would greatly greatly appreciate that so let's get into it justin as i zoom in the camera everyone sees us <laughs> close up now um i got a new setup behind me as you noticed good looking real good I, i'm st- i'm still messing with the lighting a little bit it looks a little washed out but I, i'm i'm working on it this is, this is a work in progress i just started this like two days ago so naturally my first question was where where's the AEW belt? When I saw yeah, it, I'm still making a spot for it. It'll be behind me here very, very soon. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not to do too much of a 90 degree turn here, but we got to start yeah. off with some tragic news this week. Of course, if you're a wrestling fan, you've heard about it on um, the tragic passing of Jay Briscoe a couple of days ago. He was in an automobile accident. Uh, the accident was not his fault from the reports that we have seen. Uh, another driver crossed over the center line hit him head on. Um, I mean, even 
even beyond the wrestling aspect of this, Justin, and, and the tragedy of losing such a, a skilled and talented, not just tag team wrestler, but singles wrestler as yep. well, you know, multiple time tag team champion, former ROH world champion as well. It's just the family aspect of, of this with his two young daughters, ages nine and 12, that he was taking to cheerleading practice. And uh, they're both in, in critical condition last I saw. So, I mean, of course, Thoughts out to his family. It's been it's been a rough week in the wrestling world because of that. I mean, Jay Briscoe, his brother, coming off of one of the best trios uh, series of matches in tag mm-hmm. team wrestling history this this past year. This is such a tragic, tragic loss. Yeah, um, boy, I don't really know where to start with Jay Briscoe. I guess I, I maybe I'll go with kind of my introduction to him. Um, I have bought exactly one pro wrestling pay-per-view where I was by myself. I had no intention of, uh, you know, talking about it with anybody else or podcasting about it. It was just, I was just curious and I wanted to see it. And I, I think I was also a little bored that night. Uh, and that was, I believe final battle 2014 mm-hmm. with, uh, Jay Briscoe versus Adam Cole Mm-hmm. And for me, it was all about those two and seeing them. And Jay was just on an incredible run. You know, like I, I had kind of known about him before this world title run, but he was always, you know, a tag team guy. But the the way, you know, for one, his promos, which his promos have always been pretty exceptional. And his mm-hmm. in, in-ring work has, has always been pretty exceptional. Uh, but the way he carried himself in that title run was remarkable i mean he legit came off as a badass and a world champ and kind of inconquerable uh so i just kind of had to see it for myself and uh it 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 was a really good match i i I loved it and um you know and i guess about that same time i i just briefly want to touch on this he had some pretty uh bad uh tweets uh about stuff that we don't really need to get into. And that really turned me off on him for a long time. But, you know, especially with uh, his passing, you know, a lot of stuff's coming out. And he did a lot of work behind the scenes to educate himself and and to be better. And he, he, you know, I think he put out one or two statements saying, you know, how embarrassed he was of those statements. And, you know, that doesn't reflect on who the Briscoes are and how they, they, they feel about people and they're about love. They're not about hate. And, uh, I think, gosh, I can't remember if it was Bix or somebody else just recently was talking about, it's like they, they, he did all this work behind the scenes. He didn't like put it out to the masses. Like, Hey, look at me. I'm, you know, I'm doing all this stuff. Right. So you guys can come accept me. Um, and then like, I don't know, like, I was kind of taken aback by just the complete love for him, the outpouring from just all corners of the wrestling world. Cause I guess I just didn't really know much about him other than, you know, like those tweets and him working uh, through it as far as his personal life goes. And it just, he, he might, he came off as the sweetest guy in the world when you, when you look at what everybody was saying about it and just, it makes the loss all that much harder, I guess. And, you know, I mean, it's never easy to lose somebody, but man, when when it's somebody beloved like that, you just you don't always see that in the wrestling world. 
No, I mean, yeah, Universal. You, I mean, you saw it from wrestlers across companies. I mean, even Triple H tweeting about him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and yeah, just a such a, a terrible, terrible loss. And um, like I said, coming off of those three great matches with, with FTR. Um, you know, I, I've seen Jay Briscoe over the years here and there. We actually saw him wrestle live, I believe, just once when we were in New Orleans at the ROH Supercard of Honor back in uh, 2018. Yeah, who was it? was against uh, Tanahashi and... Jay Lethal. <sighs> yes. Yep. yep. Which I think we match. actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that show was just really poorly laid out, so I think we were a little out of it by that point. Yeah. So I don't know yeah, if it we was gave late it full attention. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I just pulled up the card. It was that sh- that match was like fifth from the top, but there had already been like eight or nine matches before it. So it was like a it was like an AEW show before AEW. Yeah, <laughs> and the place as... ran out of food. Like we went out to go get food, and they were all out oh, of man. it. Yeah. So I mean, we, there's been a lot of talk about you know AEW and you know what happened with them not being able to bring them in and everything. And I think that's such a shame with what happened with Warner because as you said. Yeah. He educated himself on those comments he made a long time ago. He took full responsibility for it. You know, um, if, you, if you're not aware, again, these were some anti-gay comments he made on Twitter. But, I mean, there's been gay wrestlers in the wrestling community that have come out and said he's great. And mm-hmm. you know, he took took full responsibility. So I have no reason to hold that against him whatsoever. And uh, he definitely made himself a better person, making this even more tragic so uh, and yeah just i'm sorry no go ahead i was just I gotta, gonna say I gotta, 38 no, years old I, I just i have to curse one more time uh going to what you were just saying uh, a bit a big fat fuck you to warner brothers for you know they don't want any part of the briscoes and yet they immediately follow up dynamite with power slap uh brought to you by dana white yeah white wife beating is okay i guess jesus for them. come on I was I was pretty happy to see that that show did awful in the ratings. Justin. Yeah. Oh, I've never been more proud of wrestling fans than seeing that. <laughs> like two thirds of them were like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not good. So um, I, I do have a wrestling related question when it comes to Jay Briscoe for you, unless there was anything else you wanted to get to before no. I. No, go ahead. Uh, where does he rank as far as wrestlers that you would have almost certainly only identified as a tag team wrestler or you know had great success as a tag team wrestler but then went on to have you know a a pretty incredible you know world championship singles Mm -hmm. main event run because for one the list isn't quite as long as i thought it would be no um obviously the first two that are going to come to mind bret hart Shawn michaels but like after that, you're talking Booker T, Scott Steiner, and then I guess you know I have a hard time including them, but maybe Edge and Jeff Hardy. Um, Edge because I don't know. To me, I, I guess I, I never would have really ever identified him as a tag team wrestler, although that's kind of where you know he made his name. Um, but he definitely ended up as, you know, a main event single star. And then Jeff Hardy's kind of the exact opposite where definitely identify him as a, a tag team star and his really none of his main event runs were all that great. Right. Boy, I mean, it, it's hard to put him. I mean, on those levels, just because he wasn't in as big of a promotion, but as far as like, 
a, a successful wrestler in the ring and showing that charisma, showing that in-ring ability, the ability to carry himself as a champion. Um, boy, it's, he's right up there. I mean, you're going through the names. We were texting about this earlier today. I mean, Christian is kind of in that discussion too. I would, I would think of Christian more mm-hmm. than Edge as a tag team specialist because Edge had already kind of had that singles yeah. push prior. And I, I kind of really took notice first with him and, and Edge and Christian. So, I mean, I mean, I can't put him on that, on that WWF mountaintop that you, that you just listed, but I mean, boy, as, as far as the, the independence, I, he's bright at the top. Don't you think? I'm, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, even looking at outside of Brett and Sean, I, I would put his in-ring work up there with, you know, above any of those other guys. Yeah. And I, and like- I, and I, I would say, even though it was an independent, I would put his run as ring of honor world champion above any of the world title runs that Booker T or Scott Steiner, or certainly Jeff Hardy ever had. Oh Yeah. I don't know I if agree. I don't even know if Edge ever really had the, that classic, you know, world title run. He he was kind of more about yeah. winning it and then losing it right away. Right, right. No, I mean, I mean, I'm looking at his his cage match listing and by the Observer star ratings, and just the amount of diversity here is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see singles matches with Adam Cole and Flip Gordon, you know, towards the top, Jay Lethal. You see the the tag team matches, of course, with FTR right at the top. The Bucks. You've got a uh, ten uh, man tag team match with Styles and the Bullet Club up there as well. I mean, he was a pretty diverse wrestler. Well, I, I got to give him credit. Yeah, that was the other thing I kept seeing come up. You know, yesterday and today is people talking about it, like you're going to be hard pressed to find a bad Jay Briscoe match. Like yeah. they, they are few and far between. Brody King, PCO, mm-hmm. top rope nation veteran, PCO, uh, <laughs> El Generico and Kevin Steen, Owens and Sami Zayn, of course. Yeah, man. I mean, he's worked. When you look at the top wrestlers, in-ring performers of the last 15 years, I mean, he's been in the ring with most of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah. I mean, when when you start your pro wrestling career at 18, you're, you're bound to work with a a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, Adam wanted to know if, his, if there was any relation to the the Briscoes. I think he's talking about like Jerry Briscoe and Jack Briscoe. No relation there. Um, some cra- you know congratulations I I- messages in the chat as well. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, go ahead. I just wish I would have looked up where or how they came up with using the Briscoes name. I, I guess I, I'm not sure what the answer is to that. Yeah, spelled differently too that e on the end i am not sure mm. i don't know what the genesis of that was if, if kyle was on the show he probably would know he is the wrestling rain man <laughs> just just text kyle right now he'll know <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah rest in peace i mean i hope obviously his his two daughters recover yeah lots of prayers going out there and thoughts and good vibes to the family and we're thinking about them. all right justin should we talk a little royal rumble history Yes, That's sir. People Let's came lighten for the here. mood. All right. See the thumbnail. We're talking the best and worst Royal Rumble winners. We love Royal Rumble season. We may we might be kind of low on WWE these days, but I love January and wrestling just because it gives me an excuse to go back and relive the old Rumbles. I feel oh, yeah. like in my spare time, 
if I need to throw something on the TV, I'm just putting on an old rumble all the time in January. I just turned on 92 the other day. I mean, how many times have I seen 92? I, <laughs> I turned it on. Got got to watch it. Greatest rumble of all time. Still, still holds up. Um, so w- what do you got for me, Justin? I know that you kind of put this topic together. Where do you want to start here? Well, I guess I just need to put out there first of all, like, and ask you the question, what makes a, a great to good Royal Rumble winner? Uh, to me, you know, it's, did it, does it, or did it make sense in the moment? Like, was there a bunch of other alternatives they could have gone with as far as someone to win the match? Uh, what came after uh, as per what they did at WrestleMania? Did they win? Did they lose? Um, I, I, for me, those are kind of the big ones thoughts. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. What, what comes after, I think it's, is it a star making performance? Uh, you know, you can look at for Drew McIntyre in 2020, which was a great rumble, by the way, the last great Royal rumble, mm-hmm. you have to put over like how important it was, everything about that match, you know, how it was laid out with Brock destroying everybody. And then drew comes and takes him out. It made him a superstar in front of that huge crowd. So is it a star making performance? You know, are they reaching their apex as a, you know, they're on the rise or not on the way down winning mm-hmm. the Royal rumble. You want to have someone on the rise winning it. What are the stakes? You know, we've seen it be for nothing. We've seen it be for the championship. We've seen it most of the time since 93 before an opportunity at the championship. I think that that factors into it as well. Um, and then I think the match itself just needs star power. Um, so, I mean, if you beyond just, is it a great winner? Is the match good? One of our big criticisms last year was how little star power was in that men's match throughout. Yeah. And it was a terrible rumble. Um, but I, I think you hit on the, on the, biggest keys to having a memorable Royal Rumble winner. It's going to be one of those things where it's not just something that you brush off, but it's it's a true career highlight and putting them on the path to that history-making moment, potentially at WrestleMania. Yeah, and I think what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of hit on each one, uh, some probably more briefly than others. And I don't want to just talk about, you know, did... Uh, WWE make the right call with winners. I want to know if they made the right call with eventual losers too. Cause I think we can all agree that it'd be really bad if like every Royal rumble winner just went on to WrestleMania and won, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like, I'm just curious, like which rumble winners that went on to lose at WrestleMania were the right call. I mean, you can definitely make the argument that anybody, you know, any rumble winner that goes on to lose is a bad call, but you know, at the very least, if by the time you get to WrestleMania, you kind of might have uh, a new light on that person. Maybe it's like, yep, I don't think they're actually the one. So I'm curious about that. And in regards to that, in regards to Rumble winners going on to a world title match at WrestleMania, I, I got a little stat here for you. Ryan. Okay. What do you think the the win-loss record is for Rumble winners uh, going on to WrestleMania world title matches? Oh, wow. So how many are we talking here? 33. And you're talking just the ones who wrestled at Mania for the title? Yes. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um, Out of yeah. 33, I'm going to yep, go. Been... Whew. 
20 and 13. Ooh, damn close. 19 and 14. Oh, wow. Damn. I, I was shocked at 14 times they've gone yeah. on to lose. Only five more winners. That's wow. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, and then just one more last thing before we really dig into it here. There have been 40 Royal Rumbles, not counting house show ones. And in my opinion, only nine times has there kind of been an inarguable 1000% the right call Royal Rumble winner. Nine, nine times, times you said? nine okay. times. I, I don't think there's any argument that the right guy won. Uh, so I didn't know if you just want me to bring them up as we go along or if you wanted to guess or if you just want me to tell you who I think those nine. And, and I also should say uh, nine plus there's one that I think by accident turned out to be the right call, uh, okay. inarguably the right call. I, I want to try to guess them here. All right. So like if I went with Hogan and he won it back to back, does that just count as one? Or would no. that be two? Uh, that would be two. Okay. I think, well, I think at least one of Hogan's is on your list. Nope. No? Oh, okay. Nope. Flair? Yep. Um, Sean in 96? Yep. Austin in 98? Yep. Um, <laughs> Hunter in 02? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the comeback and stuff, it was very predictable. Oh, it, and it totally it, made sense. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't give that to him. Oh, let's see. Um, Redacted? Yep. <laughs> Batista in 05, probably for sure. Yep. Hmm. Uh, I mean, if I look later, Drew in 2020. Yep. You got three more. And these are only the men's, right? Nope. Oh, women's too. It's okay. all of them. Yep. 40 Royal Rumbles. I think uh, Becky at in uh, 19. Yep. Hmm. This makes for great radios, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you I know Alberto been... Del Rio is not on this list, Justin. No, no, no. You have uh, chronologically, you have one more and then you missed one going backwards. Okay. And th like I said, th these are just my opinion. Um, so mm. I will actually be curious about the one going backwards. Uh, Bianca in 21. Yep. Okay. And then going backwards. Ooh, boy, I just want me to tell you this one or do you want to look through it one more time? Um. Tell me this one. I thought Austin in 01. So I have Austin on here twice. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I mean, the argument, like going back to Hulk Hogan, you can say just with star power, it made sense for him that he should be one of those. But I just yeah. think like 90 or 91, they're kind of interchangeable. And you could have used one of those years to kind of lift up somebody else. Like he could have easily done warrior in 1990. Mm. Um, so that's why I just kind of left both those off. Um, and then I don't know, like I, for Oh one Austin, you know, the biggest name in wrestling, you know, you probably could have gone rock and just flip flopped everything. And it really wouldn't have made all that much of a difference, but 
He was recently uh, I, back from his neck surgery and yeah. 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 So I don't know. I, it just, I don't know. I, I just felt like it was still a no brainer for him to win that one. Yeah. So should we take a look at these? Yes, let's do it. Let's All get right. historical. So 88, Jim Duggan, this was not pay-per-view, correct? Mm-hmm. USA Network. Uh, my thoughts on this one is I, I mostly don't care. Like, I, I, I don't really find it <laughs> offensive that Jim yeah. Duggan won. Uh, so I don't really have a strong opinion on this one either way, yay or nay. Yeah, I, I agree. Because it wasn't, the Rumble wasn't what it would become. And so you can't really criticize. It wasn't for a WrestleMania opportunity. It was just this new novelty thing that they had mm-hmm. tried out at the house shows. Um, you know, Patterson had sold McMahon on it. And yeah, I mean, I Jim Duggan was always very popular. So mm-hmm. I, I don't have any problem with that at all. Yeah, I know some people I... look back at the list and they're like, Jim Duggan, Big John Stud, the first two. But I mean, again, you have to remember it wasn't what the rumble would become. And mm-hmm. in that moment, I think it was fine. Well, you said his name. Let's go to 89, Big John Stud. Yeah. This is the one where I'd feel if they had gone with Hogan here, that would have made my list of inarguable winners. I, I think 89 should have been Hogan. I think ideally, again, like had that been for a WrestleMania opportunity with what they had going with Savage, and if they could have intertwined that, it would have been perfect. Because wait, this was going into WrestleMania five, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. So you almost, so I mean, could have you gone with uh, Savage here to kind of build him up for that tournament? No, no so I, he was the champ. I'm, yeah, so yep, he did that, the champ that's, here. That's right. I'm, I'm thinking of four. Sorry. My apologies. Yeah. So, I mean, like to, I guess to really firm up Hogan for the match, you, you could have done it. Um, but since that wasn't, wasn't a thing yet, I don't know. It's. It's debatable, but yeah, I mean, he had certainly had the star power to really put this match on its course as being such an important focal point of WWF at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can definitely agree that Big John Stud is a dud. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he had some popularity, but he like Doug, at least as a kid. I mean, I know this was later on for Big John Stud, but like, yeah. Duggan always felt like a more popular act. I, I can rationalize Jim Duggan more than Big John Stud. Mm-hmm. So do you, uh, I don't know if you have it in front of you. Is there anybody else that you could have seen winning this outside of Hogan? I don't think a lot of people really would have made all that much sense. In 89? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, nah. kind of head, heading into trying to build somebody for WrestleMania. I think, think you had to have gone with Hogan. Yeah, I agree. And that would take us into 90 where Hogan actually won. And we did a watch along of this one. This is yep. our only classic show where we did a watch along style and we watched the match together. You can get that in the Patreon archives. 90 is a great match just for star power. I mean, yeah. star after star after star, the face off with Hogan and oh, Warrior. So good. Yeah, it's. I, I remember Kyle saying this on the show at the time that it was it's hard to go against Hogan winning in 90 really or 91. He hadn't won it yet. Back to back big star in the company. Yeah. I mean, you could obviously with him on the rise warrior makes sense. That, that was my thought to help build, especially if you would have had like warrior eliminate Hogan. Mm -hmm. 
that would although that could have also maybe had the fans turning against warrior a little bit yeah um but i don't know like i i'm okay with this one only because like you said he hadn't won a royal rumble yet uh, so i i have no problems with hulk hogan winning here i just do think a strong argument can be made for warrior yeah what about 91 i mean you like the hogan back to back i certainly did as a kid <laughs> <laughs> right yeah um, I just, I guess I don't know what you do for an alternative. Mm-mm. Um, cause I think, like, I don't know if we fantasy booked, uh, uh, chic tugboat eliminating Hogan <laughs> and maybe winning to build, to build a match at WrestleMania seven instead of going with that horrendous Sergeant Slaughter feud. But. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, given, given what they did elsewhere on the show with Slaughter, I mean, it makes sense. You got Mr. America here, Hogan. So I guess maybe it would have been if they if they help if they kept the belt on Warrior, maybe like then it. you can come up with some other ideas. Savage never mm-hmm. won a Royal Rumble. I think that would have been a good one. Although I don't know, I don't know. Was Big John Studd a heel when he won? I think he was, right? I don't right. remember. I think he might have been face at that point. Okay. I'm trying to remember too. And I well, I like uh saving your first heel winner for the next year. So yeah. Um yeah, not not really offensive having Hogan win th- this one. There's not a lot of good alternatives. Mm-hmm. Um I think you really are. You're just looking at, you know, Savage and whoever you would want Hogan to face at WrestleMania. Yeah. Of which there's not a lot of great options. Uh, just looked it up. This is right. Yeah. It's coming back to me now. He had, when he came back stud in 88, they thought he was coming onto the, the Heenan family and then he turned on him and he yep. was feuding with the Heenan family. Yep. Yeah. Thank so you. he was faced. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, flare 92 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think we're okay with that one. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> I mean, again, the greatest royal. I do you have a hard time taking people seriously who don't think that's the greatest rumble of all time, or at least in the mix? Because like I saw some discussion on this today on Twitter. Our, our friend Andrew Zarian was talking about it, and I responded like, "Yeah, it's definitely '92. Come on." Um, there, I mean, there's there's been other good ones, but for all the reasons we listed when we did this for classics last year, it still holds up as the best to me. The the only argument I can really accept is if you're younger than me and you just prefer maybe a little bit more modern pro wrestling yeah. and you go with maybe an, an Oh one or something or an Oh five or even a 2020 for that matter. I always love, love uh, Kyle's analogy on this, that it, it was like the last great eighties wrestling match, even though it was in 92 because of the star power that was in there. And it's Ric Flair, you know, showcasing to this newer WWF audience, what he could do and why he was the man and mm-hmm. all the callbacks to his previous feuds. I, you know, I, I mentioned on our classic show how much I love the face off between him and Kerry Von Eric in that match and, and oh, the callback yeah. to world class. It's one of my favorite, maybe my favorite part of the match. I mean, it's up there. So yeah, 92, they definitely got it right. And it's lived on us. Arguably, I think, undisputedly, the greatest rumble of all time for a good reason. Yeah. 93. <laughs> Yokozuna. 
Yeah. Hmm. This is going to be a sore spot for us as Bret Hart fans, isn't it? Yeah. I also don't, you know, once again, I don't know if they had a lot of other options. No, because I mean, who are you going to have Brett working? If he hadn't worked, of course they're going to do the title change. So I I guess you're fantasy booking a different scenario. If they wanted to, they put him on a pay-per-view with Razor at that show. If they, you know, I could almost see Razor winning a rumble and going on, maybe, but it's not like, it's not like Yokozuna was like firing on all cylinders at this point. <laughs> I mean, no, not at all. But th- I mean, I think it did help in building him up. Yes. Although, yeah, it's I mean, really savage tough. going for a pinfall isn't going to help, but <laughs> God, I know. I remember watching this as like a 10 year old thinking, what? <laughs> Why is Macho Man doing that? <laughs> is he dumb? <laughs> yeah. It's it's really tough. I mean, I, I gotta pull up I gotta pull up the 93 Rumble or Ross. Oh, right I like I like the, the chat here letting us know who the final four were. Macho Man, Bob Backlin, and Rick Martell that were in there with Yokozuna. God. What did uh what did Savage do at nine? Did he even wrestle anybody? Uh, no, he was in commentary, right? That is so weird that you'd have him wrestle at the Royal Rumble, but not at WrestleMania. I mean, that was... that would have been a good one if they, you know, if Vince wasn't so dead set on making him a commentator. <laughs> Do it I doing mean, Savage uh, and Brett. Yeah. I guess it's it's because he humiliated himself in that Rumble. Couldn't justify it. <laughs> No, it's, I mean, so Flair's on his way out. He was in the match, mm-hmm. but if he had stayed and, you know, Brett had won the title from Flair, Flair going back to back, not winning oh. the title, but to get oh. a shot at Brett, that would have been pretty good. Oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that a lot, a lot. You can feel your pants growing from here. Although, I mean, you know, Brett has said him and Flair had no chemistry in ring. Just two different kinds of styles. I, f- I find that hard to believe that they couldn't pull out one classic, you know. Right. Yeah. In, in WWF, I should say, because they had a right. pretty decent match in WCW. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess, you know, when it comes down to it, I'm okay with Yoko winning here. I think that was probably the right call. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Hogan, I mean, I just Hogan winning see. at nine definitely wasn't. No, no. Yeah, you you look up and down that roster of the 93 Rumble, and it's really, really hard to justify anybody else. Um, you know, Perfect was in there. Him and he Brett really, obviously had history. Yeah, he had really kind of lost any main event shine yeah. that he had previously by that point. Yeah, I mean, like him and Savage, like late in their runs, and there's really mm-hmm. nobody else. I mean, Damien Demento, Justin. <laughs> I mean, Yeesh. yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah, I, I mean, I yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't think, uh, it's, you know, roster depth is going to get all that better anytime soon either. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I mean, 94, obviously, they do the tie finish with Luger and Brett and then everything that happened in the build. I, mean, I do think that 
Luger losing at WrestleMania was the proper decision, <laughs> you know? So I mentioned that uh, I thought there was a 10th mm-hmm. that was inarguable, but only because of what happened by accident to make it that. That's this one. Okay. Because without them doing this tie, not I guess I don't really want to touch too much on this match because we're going to cover it on classics. If they don't do that, we don't get one of the greatest matches in WWF history with Brett Nowen. But because they did the tie, we get that classic match and we get the right person standing tall with the world title at the end of WrestleMania 10. Mm-hmm. So that, that'd be my argument why, you know, you could say, well, Brett should have just won it by himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then do we get Brett Nowen? Do they just push that off to the side for a while or do they do it sooner? Um, and the other thing is like, you can't always say, well, they could just do Brett Nowen at SummerSlam because, you know, a lot of a lot of these times it's, you know, the magic was that night. There's no guarantee that we're going to have, you know, that classic again at a later date. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, they had a classic at SummerSlam, too. So true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Double dip in there. Yeah, I, I guess I can't really disagree with 94 too much. You know, and, and then you get Sean back to back. Um, I do think Sean losing at WrestleMania in 95 was the right decision. I don't think he was quite ready. I mean, obviously, as a as a worker, he was. You could always make the argument about his maturity level that he wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I also kind of feel like it made 96 more special that he had come close the mm-hmm. year before. He goes through the adversity with the great shit kicked out of him. (laughs) Syracuse (laughs) coming back, you know, and then uh, it's another build winning the rumble again, the build to the Iron Man match, which we've raved about. We loved it as kids. Um, I I can't really take issue. I like him winning back to back and, you know, only winning the title once and it being the second time around. So I don't really take issue with either of those. Do you? No, not. Um, the only thing with 95, and I do agree he's one of those uh, Rumble winners where I'm okay with him losing. The only thing is, like, I think they had some possible alternatives because, as you know, we both love uh, Kyle's fantasy booking for WrestleMania 11, mm-hmm. where you, maybe you have either Brett or Luger win here, and that's your world title match at 11. And what was it? You do Sid and Sean first. Diesel and LT yeah. at WrestleMania 11. I like yeah. that much better than what we actually got. So uh, I just think there's some pretty solid alternatives in 95. Okay. All right. Should we move on? Oh, yeah. Sorry. To... Uh, so, we, so we agreed on 96 was the right call. Yeah. I don't think you can go possibly go with anyone else. Yeah. It, it was the right time, right call. I mean, 97, that convoluted situation that leads to Final Four, Yeah, of course. You know, Austin winning, Brett getting screwed. Um, they do the, yeah, the run back with the, the last four that were in the Rumble at the Final Four match. Now, obviously, the, all the plans got thrown out the window because what happened with Sean and the World Championship around that period. Um, but, you know, again, a lot of these happy accidents in 97 like led us to brett and steve so it's hard to disagree with anything that happened here 
Um, I, I do like that finish because Brett had just come back. They had had the great match at Survivor Series. You play into Brett continuing to turn heel. He's, he got great screwed. Point. It makes, even though Austin, you know, he hadn't defeated Brett at Survivor Series, he wouldn't defeat him at WrestleMania. It gets him even hotter to have the Royal Rumble victory now, you know, on his resume. So, yeah. Ooh, great points. This was one that I, I thought there could be some alternatives, but yeah, then you really kind of screw up the timeline and yeah. the storylines for that matter if you change that. Because obviously, you know, Undertaker ended up in the world title match, but I don't know. I, I think it would have felt a little weird to have him win the Rumble here. And obviously, ever... because Vince didn't oh, know sorry. what the hell he wanted to do at that point. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like it's like the old time machine thing. You know, you go back, you change one thing, and then the domino effect, yeah. everything else changes. And I love that year so much, I wouldn't really want to mess with anything. Are there alternatives? Yeah, I mean, especially if in the moment you think it's going to be Brett and Sean at Mania. Of course, you could have gone just Brett winning it cleanly. He, he hadn't done that. He had the tie in 94, yeah. so... That to me is is the one alternative, but I, I think it makes so much sense just because of what they had been doing with him and Steve that I can't take too much umbrage with it. My brain is melting right now. Can you throw up the the most recent chat on the screen? Yes. Let me see it. I think you'd be hard pressed to find a worse participant as a final four member in a Royal Rumble than fake diesel. <laughs> That's Wait, bad. He, wasn't, he wasn't in the final four was he because wasn't the final I'm, four I'm, match i'm trusting that guy I'd... no not the, not the, not the final like he was one of the final four people in the rumble but i thought wasn't the final four match they did in your house was the last four people that were left in the rumble oh i thought i gotta i gotta Wait look at order of elimination second. here um eliminated by because it was um yeah i can't tell so god dang it <laughs> again making for great radio hey, here I can't. What, 29 was brett 20 yeah. 28 was fake diesel fake wow. diesel was the 28th person thrown out what am i missing here because i thought the whole reason they set up the final four match was they were the last four and there was all the controversy with the finish of the rumble. Well, they're probably what. like, we can't, can't fucking put fake diesel <laughs> in a pay-per-view main event. So <laughs> I guess we're just going to ignore him and go to the next year being taker and Vader. <laughs> yeah. We're going to forget that that ever happened. Yeah. I mean, I'm... <laughs> yeah, it blows my mind. I mean, yeah, it even says, about the dispute over the Royal Rumble match, concede to settle the dispute. Austin Taker, Vader, Brett. Um, Brett had you know done the storyline on Raw where he quit, and he said he could be in the match if he reconsidered quitting. Do you have that list in front of you still? Who were the other people in that in the bottom of the order for '97? Uh, so Brett was 29th. Fake Fake Diesel 28. Undertaker 27, Vader 26, Mankind 25, Terry Funk 24, The Rock <laughs> so 23. That's so weird. So yeah, it is it is like the final four people, except for 
fake diesel. <laughs> I gotta like go back and watch the end of that match again to see how they rationalize it. It's so bizarre. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> well, I gotta say, I'm impressed. I, I was not expecting to be talked into like Austin kind of had to win the 97 Royal Rumble so that yeah. we could get everything we got afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then um you yeah, you go to 98 and it's gotta be Austin. Yeah, there's I mean I I, I mean is this the most no-brainer one of all time? I mean, it's yeah. got to be right. I think so. I, I think so. Yeah. there Because there I was mean, no question that Austin had to be getting the title here soon at this point. Yeah. I I think so. Probably the most no-brainer of all time. I mean, on the women's side, Becky, for sure, at 19. Oh, true. True. But yep. on the men's side, absolutely. Absolutely. Could not go any other direction. Um. 99 is a freaking Ugh. terrible Royal Rumble. And if you say that the 99 Rumble is one of the best, nobody should ever listen to your opinion ever again on professional wrestling. It's so bad, man. <sighs> so what's the alternative? What should have they done? Do you just, do you have Rock win it and still go on to lose to Austin at WrestleMania? I mean, certainly better than McMahon. But I mean, but Rock was also in that I quit match, right? Champion. Yeah. Win, yeah. Winning the title. So I think they just tried to get cute because Austin made the most sense again and they didn't want him to win it three times in a row. So like they that, do this storyline with Vince too. and the match at uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre, you know, the next month and. We get the big show debuting. I think it was just, I, I remember going into this show thinking like Austin has to win. Right. And I was kind of like, I loved Austin, but it was kind of like, oh, again, I didn't want what, Vince to win. Yeah. But. And this is where you could go back to make the argument. It's like, well, if he doesn't win in 97, then he can win here. Yeah. But frankly, I mean, this is such a dog shit Royal Rumble anyway. So that who, I mean, frankly, who cares? Yeah. It's, Absolutely terrible. I did I did a show with uh, Zach Haydorn, Pro Wrestling Torch, a year or two ago, and we went through every one of Steve Austin's 1999 pay-per-view matches. And I'm telling you, man, watching this rumble back, I was wanting to pull my eyeballs out and my <laughs> eyebrows, probably. It was freaking terrible, Justin. Uh, someone in the chat said Triple H and O2, also a no-brainer. I said that earlier in the show. Um just because of the comeback, yeah, but I it's it's up there too. I agree, but um, I, I just don't like anything that came after it, and it yeah. felt really predict, uh, predictable and a, a little underwhelming too. It just, I don't know, yeah. Uh, I mean, Austin 98 was the most on fire anyone's ever been in professional wrestling, and yeah, yeah, he had to win. Not that Hunter wasn't on fire when he came back a little bit but not steve austin at the height of yeah. the attitude era on fire you know so and i just al think almost the height of the attitude era and considering you know that roster in o2 i think they had a lot of other options i mean if mm -hmm. they had done something where triple h turned heel during the rumble and then you try and do austin and triple h at wrestlemania 8 Maybe that makes it 18, a little bit more yeah. interesting, but 18, yeah, excuse me. I'm saying X8. And if those two were at eight, now that would have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that, John, that, Paul, that, John Paul Levesque taking on stunning Steve Austin. Terrorizing. Terrorizing, yes. <laughs> um, okay. 
So yeah, where did we? Okay, so we're 2000. in two thousand, and this is okay. So I came up with my nine plus you know the one by accident with Brett and Luger, mm-hmm. and my then I have two more that were like right guy one, but then they lost at WrestleMania. Two of them. This is one of them, and then I, I would also say John Cena in 08. Yes, it kind of felt like Rock hadn't won one. He was the big star next to Austin. You kind of had to do it. Um, now the finish got off screwy, of course, but yeah, I mean, it's we've talked about the depth of the roster and the attitude era too <laughs> before. I mean, again, you look at the list of the people in the 2000 Rumble. Hmm. I can't I mean, really. Yeah. Unless you go big show, like, you know, of course yeah. he was at the end and they messed up the finish, but that wouldn't have really got the people too excited. There's really nobody else. I mean, yeah, they're not going to go Jericho at that point. And it's it's a bunch of people like it's so weird because you think of the attitude era and like new stars and stuff, but there's so many people in here too that are, you know, British bulldog was out there. Boss man was out there. Faster prime. Bob Backlund was in the 2000 Royal rumble for God's sakes. Well, uh, that's, that's kind of the dirty secret about the attitude era is that yeah. it was, it was like a lot of guys past their prime and a lot of excellent mid card guys. Yeah. I mean like they're sure as hell not going to go Bradshaw. <laughs> so I mean yeah. like it, it's got to be rock. It has to be, you know, I screwed up with finish. I'm not a huge fan of WrestleMania 2000 either. Yeah. So in, in the moment, I thought it was kind of cool that a heel mm-hmm. walked out of WrestleMania as champion, but yeah. looking back, it's just, it was an awful call and, uh, rock being a rumble winner, you know, could have been solidified as a, you know, all time winner. If he'd actually won at yeah. WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, David, a uh, good friend of the show in the chat, also said Austin 98, Rock 2000, two of the most obvious winners. Agree. Totally agree. All right. So 2000's right. got to be the Rock. WrestleMania implications. I mean, they did the Fatal 4-Way. Not a fan of that show. You, Justin? No. <laughs> I watched it live, and I was so excited for it. I remember yep. being so freaking disappointed. They did like the... I think that was the year they did the WrestleMania all day long thing on pay-per-view. They had like, they had the, was it the night before Um, they had like the thing, was it on MTV? They were in like some convention center or something. It was on some cable network and that was pretty cool. Like they had a band playing and stuff, huge crowd. I was so jacked for that show and boy, did it disappoint. I, uh, I was only able to rent it at a friend's house with my money I had a bunch of my friends there. Uh, I was hyping it up. And boy, I just was fucking embarrassed sitting there watching this show with them. <laughs> they had been in our town running a house show like two weeks earlier. Yeah. I mean, freaking hide to my wrestling fandom here. And man, what a letdown. All right. Um, yeah, we we mentioned it. Oh, one Austin. He's back from the neck surgery. He's on his march to the match with Rock at WrestleMania. I don't see any other winner in 2001. Yeah, this this was the right call. Yeah. All the way around. And, you know, honestly, I like the fact that Austin's the only guy who's ever won three of them. 
Yeah, same. Um, 2002. Now, at this point in time, Justin, this was the first Royal Rumble that we knew each other. Because I remember mm-hmm. talking to you about this one at the job we were working at. And did you watch it live? I, I think I might have lent you a video of this. I think I, I got think, it in a tape trade. Yeah, I think that's how it went down. I don't believe I saw this one live. I know that I was pumped about Mr. Perfect being in it. I thought that was so cool. And that he lasted in the match for a long time, too. Yeah, th- this is an all-time Final Four with uh, Mr. Perfect, Angle, Austin, and Triple H. Just yep. incredible. I actually watched the end of this Royal Rumble two nights ago. Just oh, the last nice. little bit. Not not that it's anything special, but I just I just love those final four. Mm-hmm. So perfect was in a little over 15 minutes. It felt longer than that, honestly, watching it. Mm-hmm. I mean, still good amount of burn in a Royal Rumble, but yeah, that is a generation spanning um final four for sure. And it yeah, Hunter felt like a foregone conclusion because he was coming off of the comeback after the torn quad and you know all the build he got for that the great moment on raw at madison square garden yep uh so i think i think it's hard to argue against him winning here it felt like he had to go on to wrestle for the title at wrestlemania as i said earlier your thoughts that's the thing yeah i mean it it was like like you said foregone conclusion it's just it's like eating vegetables without any seasonings like it's good for you but you're not really going to enjoy it all that much. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I feel about triple H winning that year. And if you have to kind of mix up a lot of stuff with WrestleMania 18 booking wise, but it would have been cool to have angle win a Royal rumble and go on Mm -hmm. to WrestleMania would have been cool to try and set up a triple H or Austin. I mean, there had to have been a more intriguing alternative here or, you know, like, this is where the roster is really starting to fill out. You know, you, you could have really tried to cement one of the younger guys here. Yeah. Like what, you know, what if Jericho never turns heel and doesn't win the title at vengeance, but he wins this rumble and goes into WrestleMania 18 in Canada as the baby face going for the title. That would have been cool. Right? That is a, that's an, yeah, that's an interesting alternate timeline but then you look at where's it leave hunter <laughs> went through all this rehab and yeah wah, wah, wah. <laughs> sorry sorry trips but yeah but i that, do like but, that but, but even like with that. that that would have been a good way you could use him coming back from that injury as a way to build to you know a match in the undercard that would feel like a main event that would have a lot of heat by having somebody in the royal rumble like take out that knee and eliminate them that way. And, you know, you build mm-hmm. up a match for Triple H, you know, I think that, that would have been pretty incredible. Kurt Angle would have been perfect in that role. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, 03, you got Brock Lesnar coming off of a big year for him in 2002. Uh, I mean, I remember, you know, fast forwarding to what happens at Mania with this match with Angle being, that was Boy, in that era, I was really, really pumped for that match. Yeah. Um, there, this is one of those where, it, like, I wanted to put it on my list of, you know, inarguable. Mm-hmm. There, there's just something lacking with it that I, I can't put my finger on it. I know Kyle hates the build to WrestleMania 19, and I can't blame him for that. Um, But I don't know. It seems like there's something else going on here that it 
just can't put my finger on, man. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I think he's the right call. I don't know what else you do here. You know, it would have been real bad to have Booker T win the Royal Rumble and then go on to lose to a racist Triple H. Oh, God, that storyline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just, hmm. we got Michaels and Jericho at Mania. Um, I'm just looking through through the uh, the roster in that match, and it is I I I can't I can't really justify anyone else. And Lesnar you know, and Angle was a great pairing for Mania. And maybe that's the other thing is you, if you do if you just look through the guys in this Rumble match, mm-hmm. it should be a classic, and it's not. Like I, I don't really remember much of anything in this in this Royal Rumble. I was thinking that too as I looked through this. I mean, there's a guy, yeah, a lot of good workers in there, yeah, for sure. But it's a lot of those kind of upper mid card type guys too, where like you couldn't really buy them, even though it could be like a career defining moment. It's one of those mm-hmm. things where like I couldn't buy them winning the Royal Rumble at that point. I yeah. just couldn't. Like, love Eddie Guerrero. I don't know, man. I don't know if I could have bought him winning the Rumble though. Just too soon, and and. You know, the following you year is too perfect, and I don't really want to touch yeah. that. You know, I don't, don't want to ruin that, that timeline. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. Definitely uh, should have t- been test, man. Been test. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've always been a testicle. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think yeah, we need did, to get. Sorry, go ahead. John Cena out there early in yeah. his career. Who didn't even end up on the WrestleMania card, if I remember no, correctly? That he did the. Uh, was that the one where he came out and did like the battle rap thing, or like some rapper was supposed I to be there? That, yeah, well, I think they tried getting Jay Z, which, I mean, he just came I, out. I can say I could try to get him for a birthday, and I didn't wasn't <laughs> able to get him. So yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the mania where he came out. On, it might even been on the pre-show. And he did the rap on the stage about it or something. But yeah, early John Cena appearance there. Yeah, you said earlier 04 with uh, Benoit was one of your musts. I mean, anybody who was, I think any wrestling fan in 2004, in this time frame, seeing Benoit win this Rumble, the way he won it, going on to WrestleMania, winning the world title, Mm-hmm. In an incredible match. I mean, it was all perfect. Yeah. Um, I mean, the murders happened, so there's that, and that makes it so <laughs> that we don't really want to go back and revisit it. But in the moment, I mean, he was the right guy. Would you agree? Was there any alternatives? Yeah. No, and I thought it was a really good rumble. I know after yeah. I watched it, I was like, that's definitely, to me, was the second best rumble of all time behind 92. I think that, that time w- when I watched it, that was probably a top three final elimination for me. Just it was so unique the way he just kind of almost choked Big Show out yes. of the ring to win it. I, I just yep. love that elimination. Same. Love the creativity. Because you're thinking like, how could they possibly, how could he possibly get Big Show out? And mm-hmm. yeah, it was great. It was great. And I, I think 05 too with Batista and everything that had happened 
with Evolution, and then eventually his rise to the championship at WrestleMania 21. I don't, I wouldn't want to mess with that. I think it was the right call. Batista was super hot in 2005 among the fan base. Yeah, I, it, a lot of the friends that I would watch shows with were super into Batista during that era. And you know, and the thing is, is like I, I think some people might say, "Well, Cena could have won it," and you still kind of have the same thing. But then you can't really. You have to change the way you build to Batista and Triple H in some way. And that's just too perfect. You don't want to mess with it. Yeah, I agree. Batista has to win that year. Yep. So, oh, 06. 06. 06 is it's yeah. an interesting one because obviously with the tragedy of Eddie's death, that influenced what happens here. And... It's just, it's one of those where it feels like the right guy won, but it still, for some reason, left me wanting. Same. And and, okay. and I don't have a good alternative either. Mm, no, and I mean, as as our buddy Tim Jensen will remind you, um, didn't main event WrestleMania, despite winning the Rumble, you know, that triple threat match on the undercard of WrestleMania, coming off the rumble victory here yeah i mean looking through that roster in 03 and thinking back i mean you know you could still say angle's still looking for a rumble win but you want that feel good moment you know with ray winning i suppose mm -hmm. yeah i think i think that uh yeah probably uh that's the only call. Yeah. I mean, honestly, really, the only thing that really bugs me about it is I just didn't need to see. I didn't see the reason for having Ray go all the way from start to finish. Like. I can. Uh, I can spread my imagination quite a ways, you know, watching some of this stuff. But I mean, he's a pretty little guy and I know mm -hmm. he's the ultimate underdog. But for him to survive an entire match like that, just I, it's a little far fetched, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's it's kind of the same reason why like I, I can't really get into the women's Royal Rebels because like they can't properly eliminate each other, you know? Right. Yeah, it just doesn't like schematically work. <laughs> yeah, to go over yeah. the top rope to the outside. Yeah, I mean Ray could have easily come in like in the twenties, and it would all had the same effect yeah if it almost felt like they you're already going to have to suspend disbelief with him winning it and then they went like too far by having him come out number two and go the length like that yep so i i think it's an indication of how vince sees certain talent like because i think you could make the same argument with ben Wash. like it's guys he doesn't really want to push to the top but the fans in the situation or kind of forcing him to. So he's like, all right, well, th they need momentum. They've got to have some big momentum for anybody to buy them as a winner at WrestleMania. So yeah. let's have them win from the start. Yeah. Um, okay. So then we get to 2007 and you get Taker winning. It would have been in the company forever at this point. It's going to go on to WrestleMania 23 and win the world title. Um, this one you could definitely debate because again, like Taker never felt like a guy that needed the championship. 
And so did you have a intriguing possibility in mind for 07? Not really. Um, I mean, the, like I, I, I'm of the mind that I like the fact that Undertaker has at least won a Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of just okay with it, you know, that way. But yeah, I don't, I don't know who else you do. Cause what well, the other world title match was Sean and Cena, Cena right? Yep. Yep. So I mean, you put... do you have, do you have Sean win a third one just to go and lose at WrestleMania? No. I, I mean, I guess it makes sense for like from the nostalgia point, he's been there forever. He hasn't won one, but yeah, I mean, you look to try to, all right, who else are you going to slot in there against Batista and, hmm. You know, yeah, I, I just, I can't. It is also kind of weak that Undertaker's lone wrestle, or excuse me, Royal Rumble win came with him being the 30th entrance. It's like, come on, it's the Undertaker. He couldn't come in a little bit earlier. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess you could have done Orton and had Orton wrestle Batista, maybe. I don't know. Orton's out there, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, that's not a bad one. I don't I, I don't is he quite ready for that? Yeah, he. Well, I mean, he had been. He'd been world champion. Been world champion. Point. Yeah. He ends up being in the Money in the Bank ladder match at Mania 23. I get, you know what, man? Now that you say that, this probably would have been the time to pull the trigger because, I mean, he got a huge rub from Mick Foley after 22. Yeah. With those matches. So. Or no, that was after 21, excuse me. So we're like two years removed from that. Yeah. But still, I mean, it's it's early enough in his run. He's been established. You know, he's been a world champion. He had the, the stuff with evolution. I think he's probably the one outside of Undertaker that would make sense. Because, yeah, you could do Sean, but he's already won it before. And then, yeah, like the old man wins it just to go on to lose, like you said. Don't really like that one too much. Um, and there's just not really other any other options. So I guess yeah, if you did Orton Batista, maybe. But I I don't know. It's not that exciting, but I it makes sense. I won't take too much issue with it. And obviously, you know, you can't see the future. But if you have like a Shawn Michaels win and go on to lose at WrestleMania, we're about to go on a pretty size. Well, you know. I think a four rumble streak of the winner going on to lose mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so next year, Oh wait, was Cena and the surprise return was a great moment. Uh, Cena winning his first world, uh, Royal rumble world title, first Royal <laughs> rumble. Uh, when you're doing the surprise return like that, it's hard to argue against him winning. You, you, yeah. Now you mentioned what happens afterwards, but boy in in the moment i think cena's the obvious answer and i mean we've had other surprise returns but there was nothing like this one because i mean he was supposed to be out what another couple months or something yeah yeah no people legitimately shocked when he came out it's one of the great entry moments of all time for sure for 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 new york for madison square garden (laughs) to cheer for john cena like that (laughs) you know it's special you know it's really special yeah (laughs) Um, to not see I, I, I guess I don't I don't know what you do for alternatives because 
the thing that really holds this back for being an all-time Royal Rumble winner is that he goes on to WrestleMania and loses. Mm -hmm. Um, Going back to Kyle and his fantasy booking, he would have liked to have seen Orton defend against Flair, Jeff Hardy, and Cena at WrestleMania 24, which I think he could have easily had Cena win there. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Kyle booked Orton to win that match for some reason. But I don't know, man. I don't know what else you could have done here. And I don't think you really want to do anything else when you kind of have a supernatural return. Yeah. I think with, uh, you know, with 09, this felt like one of the peaks of Randy Orton's time. Like, I I don't know. Maybe this is a controversial statement but I, I felt like the lead up to mania that year he was doing pretty damn well i was into it and so for for him winning the royal rubble that year i'm not again i don't really take issue with it i was i was into what he was doing and uh i, I don't think i would argue any other case in 2009 he loses you know as you said mm-hmm. um but you know yeah he eliminated triple h last right yes yeah and so you got that feud going on between those two and then the eventual match at, at mania where surprise surprise hunter goes over um which you know it's weird because it makes sense with the story they told and this is an yeah. all-time everybody talks about the the my way limp biscuit uh promo for wrestlemania 17 the promo for Triple H and Orton going into 25 is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it made sense for Triple H to win. The thing that hurt it is that it was a boring shit match and yeah. that it went after Taker and Sean. Yeah. Um, uh, in full disclosure, I don't know if I've ever watched this Royal Rumble. Looking at it, I, I don't think I've ever actually watched it. I've never gone backwards on this one. I'm pretty sure I think I ordered it at the time um, because, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember being in the apartment I was living at the time watching this one. Pretty sure I ordered this one on pay-per-view. But yeah, it was not a great was not a great match. I think the winner was right. I think the feud was pretty good leading up to Mania. You mentioned the video, so I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to fantasy book this one either any other way. Personally, if you guys have thoughts in the chat let us know but yeah 2010 uh another one i'm not sure i've ever watched but this was them trying to duplicate the cena return correct with wasn't this uh edges surprise return yep didn't really hit in the same way nope it did not (laughs) and he i think he eliminated cena last if i'm not mistaken did he really yes yep so they really leaned into that huh um and i i just i don't really have any suggestions other than you just let cena win and then he can go on to beat batista at 26 yeah it's kind of your only other option Mm -hmm. which is honestly fine because like you know, that would eventually give him three Royal Rumble wins, which, you know, mm-hmm. he's an all timer, just like Stone Cold. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, trying to uh have lightning strike twice with that with that surprise return, but it it wasn't just wasn't on the level of 08. Just 2 years apart. Not quite the same. Also, isn't it weird that you know, it, his return was supposed to be some big surprise and they had him enter at 29? Like at that point just have him enter at 30. Right. <laughs> yeah. Don't dis- I don't disagree. So I do. I do disagree with uh, pretty much everything with 2011. 40 man <laughs> rumble just <laughs> it just doesn't work, man. And to have Alberto Del Rio win, oh Jesus! I I remember at the time thinking easily the worst rumble winner of all time, at least when the match started uh, meaning something. Not talking about the first two i guess but boy this is a dog man it, they didn't have the depth to do 40 if you're ever going to do 40 i mean this just really wasn't the time because you look at the people in this match and you talk about people that you could actually buy winning the royal rumble and this ain't having it man i mean <laughs> husky harris oh no in the days before he became Bray Wyatt, Husky Harris wasn't going to do it. Justin Gabriel, Zach Ryder, um, Ted DiBiase, that's Junior. Yeah, Alex Riley. Tyler Hor- Rex. Hornswoggle? Hornswoggle? Heath Slater? Tyler Rex? Yeah. I actually liked <laughs> Tyler Rex for a while. Oh. What it's worth. Dolph Ziggler? Uh, they brought back Nash <laughs> for this one. Um, a young Drew McIntyre was in this one. Kofi was out there, but I mean, he's Kofi's not going to win the Royal Rumble in 2011. So <sighs> the play was punk, but yeah. we can't do that because that changes too much good stuff going forward. Yep. And frankly, uh, I loved the uh, Nas He Hate Me Now with Miz promo at WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. I don't really want to change that. So I'm I'm okay with uh, old ADR getting the win here and then going to WrestleMania and losing. You know, I take back what I said um, because no matter what, this was going to be a shitty Royal Rumble with 40 people out there. So give it to Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> Just let him win it. Might as well. Might as well. Okay. Um, did my camera just get really blurry all of a sudden? What is going on with my focus? I don't yeah, know. It is a blurry. Hmm? We'll continue on. I'll mess with the settings while you talk. <laughs> I thought it might have just uh, been the whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Drosty, you're looking good over there. A little blurry, <laughs> but you're looking good. Um, so, all right. 2012. Talk about tw- it. 2012 was... It's one of the, we're in this streak of like when you're talking about Royal Rumble winners going on to WrestleMania. I think Vince is just of the mindset here for like four years now. It's like, oh, too obvious to have this guy win the match. Let's let's have the other guy win. <laughs> Nobody will see it coming. Yeah. It'll be great. Uh, and then that mindset twisted into this Royal Rumble because. I think anybody watching at the time, it was a foregone conclusion that the returning Chris Jericho would win this match and go on to face Punk at WrestleMania, which is what happened anyways. Um, 
but Sheamus got the win. And I guess the only good thing about that is that he actually won at WrestleMania compared to uh, Chris Jericho. So I don't know. I, this is another one of those where like the rumble sucked. Uh, don't really care about the winners. Even if Jericho had won, it would have been cool that he had a rumble win, but he would have just gone on to WrestleMania and lose. So what's it matter? I mean, yeah, but was it good? You get that 18 second win over Brian. Man, I was so pissed. Well, okay. Now that. let's now hold on. So that's the thing. If we don't have Sheamus win this rumble, do we not get that 80, 18 second victory at WrestleMania, which truly kickstarted the yes movement? People were That's so true. pissed off about that. The pushback. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of needed that to get everything that came afterwards. Yeah. So by the way, with my, my camera, not to get too off track, I just turned off autofocus and I got clear. Isn't autofocus <laughs> supposed to make sure that my camera looks, what is going on here? <laughs> I don't know. It'll probably turn like super blurry in a second. All right. Let's go on to 2013. This is the most predictable, possibly Royal Rumble winner ever. We like, I hated it. I hated that, you know, we were supposed to have that once in a lifetime match and it was going to be a twice in a lifetime match. Mm -hmm. It it just, it just kind of ruined everything here for a few months. Uh, the fact, especially with some of the alternatives, we could have gotten at WrestleMania 29. You know, we could have gotten Rock versus Brock finally at the mm-hmm. WrestleMania. That would have been incredible. Yeah. Um. You maybe you you redo Cena and Punk, roll that back, have it have a WrestleMania match or something. Just, I think there's too many good alternatives here. Uh, that I just, I, I think Cena winning sucked. It made sense storyline-wise, I guess, but yeah, not for I me. Agree. Yeah, so this was the show where Punk lost the title to Rock yep. on the show. Yeah, it was, uh, I agree, it was, it was a little deflating not to, you know, bash John Cena, but predictable. Mm. Who, who else would you have gone for, though? I mean... If, um, if Punk hadn't, you know, lost the title and he'd been in the match, it would have been a cool year for him to have won it, I think. But, you know, his trajectory with the title didn't make that possible. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm just getting to a whole fantasy booking snafu here because I would have just, I would have preferred <laughs> just, seen, I would have preferred Cena to get his win back at the SummerSlam after WrestleMania 28. So that way we could have moved on from Cena Rock, still had mm-hmm. those guys you know, coming around the turn here for something interesting to do. I mean, even like a better scenario would have had uh, Brock comes in. You still do punk first rock here at Royal rumble. You still have Cena win the Royal rumble, but you have Brock cost rock the match. And then you can do rock Brock at WrestleMania do punk Cena with, you know, punk is still holding that world title. Cena is still trying to climb that hill after being beaten at the previous WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, to reiterate a, a very classy phrase I said earlier, a, a big fat 
who gives a fuck about whatever Triple H is doing at <laughs> WrestleMania 29. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this, 14. Yeah, this, sorry. Yep. Okay. Um, this is 14 is one of those that uh, is bad, but it worked out in the end. Like it was kind of like if if you were told they had planned this all along, it, it would have been like chef kiss booking like oh yes. that's fucking genius mm-hmm. genius but obviously that was not the case uh <laughs> it's a pretty shitty royal rumble yeah but i'm fine with it just because of where we ended up yeah you get to, yeah i mean no brian out there brian made the most sense again they they end up there through uh, the crowd revolting by WrestleMania 30, and then one of the all time memorable finishes to Mania. So it works out, but yeah, I mean, anyone even watching the show in the moment, it's not just hindsight, but watching in the moment, you're like, what in the hell are they doing here? And the yeah, the crowd was not happy. Um, Let me ask you a question: the way it actually turned out, Batista winning, uh you know, eventually becoming a triple threat at WrestleMania. Yeah. Do you think it would have still had all the oomph if Brian had just won this Royal Rumble to go on to face Randy Orton one-on-one at WrestleMania? Uh, yeah. Or, he, or did it kind of need that extra, and extra everything. groundswell? Yeah. I think he was so popular at the time that it still would have been just fine still yeah it still would have been good but i don't i think there's just something about the way this turned out that it gave it a little bit something extra yeah it's it's memorable for the crowd revolting because they weren't (laughs) doing the right thing so it's like it's like a weird way to look at it because you're like yeah it worked out they didn't do what they were supposed to or what made sense in the time they had to change their plans because the crowd was so pissed about it but mm-hmm. then it gives you that all-time moment. I mean, it's a it's really a it's a hard thing to think about. I mean, I don't know. I think okay, Brian and all of the momentum that he had built through 2013, I think if he wins the Royal Rumble, he had that groundswell of support. Like I remember saying at the time we hadn't seen that really since the Attitude Era. Like Cena mm-hmm. never had that. As great as John Cena was, he never had the crowd universally behind him like Brian did. It was like an Austin moment for him with just universally the crowd loved him. And I think if he wins the rumble, the place goes absolutely nuts. Yes. And I think he would have carried the momentum another couple of months. I do. But at the same time, what happened ended up working out. So I can't, it's hard to disagree with it now because you know what happened, but I I think either way it would have worked. Yeah. Yep. I I agree. Um, My only concern is that, if Brian wins, we all know he's going to win at WrestleMania. That kind of cools off anything for that four months, three months leading into WrestleMania where it's not quite as exciting and you're not quite as like literally like biting your nails. Like they've, they've got to fix this. They've got to fix this. They, we cannot have Batista versus Orton at WrestleMania. I mean, I don't think they ever would have gone all in on it. Like, I think even if he won the rumble, they would have done some dumb shit about how he loses the title opportunity and something would have happened mm, the next true. month. And then he would have had to win it back. Like they probably would have played around with it at the same time. So I, who knows? You might end up in a similar situation either way. I do know that the next year 
This very shitty as well, but also there is kind of an accident on this because you get a memorable mania match. True. But boy, watching it, <laughs> what are you doing? Like you had to know, especially after what happened the year before, like what was going to happen, right? You can't possibly be that out of touch. I mean, I put the I, picture on the thumbnail of this show with the you know, rock coming out at the end and he's so confused. Why, why are these people all, all booing? So this is definitely the one that Brian should have won. Do you agree? Yeah. I also have recently rewatched this one. <laughs> uh, I, I, I put on uh, Roy Rumble 2018. Me and my young son were watching it and he got into Roman Reigns. He's like, whoa, that dude, you know, he thought he was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I, I, I made some offhanded comment of like, well, he did win a Royal Rumble one time. He's like, "Okay, I want to watch that." It's like, "Oh, shit. Now I have to Now I have to watch the 2015 Royal Rumble." So, <laughs> we threw that on and yeah, my kid liked it. So, I mean, if the kids like it, it's tough to uh to disagree. <laughs> yep. But I I I will always forever believe it, this should have been Brian. It should have been Brian and Brock at 31. Then you still do the same ending with Seth Rollins. That gives him more heat, cheating mm-hmm. Brian out of the, the the win. And you just use this time to continue to build Roman Reigns instead of forcing it down our throat. I couldn't remember if we were doing the pod at first when we we weren't yet. The next year we started the pod. But we, I know we've talked about this one at some point on the show before. And it's just like from the match layout perspective – it didn't make sense. Like if you want Roman to win, like to eliminate Brian when he did, it just led yeah. to like total hijacking for so long after that. Like he was the, he was the 12th person eliminated, I think looking at this list. So like, of course everyone's going to revolt for the whole rest of the match. Nobody's going to give a shit. And that's exactly what happened. You at least got to keep him in there till the end. And then at least the crowd revolts going to be more brief, but yeah. Yep. Um, real shitty <laughs> i mean is this this has got to be top three worst rumble winners right <sighs> i mean i mean this did irrevocable damage to roman reigns for a long yeah, time i guess when you look at the although it wasn't that long afterwards when they came back remember and he got cheered there because this is in philly right and then mm-hmm. he mentioned like on their mic out, I think after Raw ended or something, that oh, it wasn't that long ago. You guys when were he, all booing me and everyone yep. was cheering him now. When he when he beat Sheamus for the the title. Yeah. So he recovered a little bit, but yeah, it, it definitely hurt him for a long because that was the whole problem is they were pushing him when there was the groundswell for Brian. And he was never gonna overcome that. And the way they laid out this match made it even more difficult for him. So all they had to all they had to do was wait one year. Yeah, get you know, give give Roman Reigns that uh, IC Ultimate Warrior you know title push for for let him do that for a year and then give him the main event world title push at thirty two. Yeah, I mean it makes sense as a match for him to win like star power wise. You know, it's not as it's not like when Alberto Del Rio won. It's like Alberto Del Rio. And it made sense (laughs) for Roman to win. It's just this. Yeah, it's the circumstance and what comes after when you put him in that list of worst winners. I I would agree. Agree. Yeah. Speaking of worst Royal Rumble winners. 
Oh, God. 2016. For the title. First time since 92. So, of course, there is only one man who could possibly win. Oh, man. Take a drink. This is inexplicable of how fucking awful it is. Mm -hmm. Not only him winning here and undermining Roman Reigns, but even the way he did the same thing at fucking WrestleMania too, with that match that should have been like a, a 10 to 12 minute fucking squash with Roman Reigns winner winning and triple H turned it into some slow plotting, boring 30 minute worst possible version of an NXT takeover match. It fucking sucked. Everything so about everything about the first four months of 2016 sucked. Yeah. This and this was the last one we didn't review on the pod. Luckily, we were spared. Um, <laughs> I think what you know, one of the alternate scenarios here to me is you you put Ambrose over and mm-hmm. you do him and Roman at WrestleMania. You know, with uh, the Shield history and everything, that would have been a lot more appealing than. Roman and Triple H for sure, and Triple H carrying the title after this match. I mean, I, I I see Ambrose, John Moxley, of course, as a good alternative here, and he was the second to last one in the ring. So, I think I've shared my alternative fantasy booking for this match, but I'll do it again. Uh, and going into WrestleMania is, I think the world title match at Royal Rumble should have been Roman Reigns versus Triple H. You have Roman Reigns win, and then you're having the Rumble match come up, and you do like a little vignette where Triple H is on the phone. He's like, hey, we're going to plan B, and number 30 in the Rumble is Brock. Yeah, Brock win this. So you're getting the rematch from last year, which everybody's got to remember, Brock versus Roman at 31 was a damn good match. Yeah. So, So you're running that back, and... So after the Rumble, next night on Raw, Triple H is talking about how they're going to screw Roman Reigns, and that's when Shane comes out. And so you're at WrestleMania, you're building to Brock versus Roman and Shane versus Triple H. Yeah. I like it. Hell of a lot better than what they did. <laughs> <laughs> a hell of a lot better. <laughs> so, all right. Um, and yeah, I guess we can, we can look at the rest of them, but we did review them on the show. So if you want to go back in the archives, you can, uh, you can check out our thoughts in real time as they aired. Yeah. We can Um, hit these quick. We don't have to go too. It's it's so modern. I don't think we need to paint the picture too in depth. I mean, like with, with Randy Orton winning, I always thought it should have been vice versa. I thought Bray should have been the one to win the rumble Mm -hmm. Randy to win the title at elimination chamber. You don't do all the stupid bug video crap at WrestleMania 33 and you just let Bray go over, you know, make a new star instead of getting the upteenth Randy Orton title win. Yeah. And I, I like Shinsuke winning 18, 18 was a good rumble. Um, it was a, it was a nice surprise for him to actually win. And we thought maybe they were going to go with Oscar. Yep. That first year they had the women's one, and we thought they might actually go all in with Nakamura. Not so much, but um, we—I mean, I was excited about it at the time. I'm sure if you go back in the archives, very yeah. much so. Um, we said earlier Becky went in in 19, 
made a hell of a lot of sense. She had to win the second one that year in that incredible run that she had. And Seth Rollins, Justin, Iowa's own. I was pro at the time. I was too. I did not mind. Yep. And well, hey, at the very least, both winners made sense and they both went on to win at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, 20, we mentioned 2020 was a phenomenal men's rumble. I think it's easily the best of the modern era. 2018 is pretty good too, but 2020 I think is more memorable just for how unique it was with Brock dominating. And I I got it. Okay. Don't look, don't look at your computer. Okay. Uh, You know, Charlotte won the 2020 women's Royal rumble, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know who she went on to face at WrestleMania? Because it took me about 15 minutes to remember at work today when I was thinking about it. Uh, that would have been 36, right? Yep. Was that? Uh, at the performance Ripley? Center? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, much I, better than me. Well, I, remember, I guess I was just trying to block it out of my mind. Because we were mad at the time that she basically scooped Ripley's heat. Yeah. Because <laughs> she she yeah. came into that year having a lot of steam behind her. Yeah. Yeah. She she used the Rumble win to face the NXT champion. That's right. Yep. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and uh I mean, yeah, the, the next do we want to talk about the most recent ones? I mean, Bianca was a no-brainer. Total no-brainer at 21, of course. Ed, um, edges like I I will always and forever hate the fact that he had to win from the number one spot. But if he was just there to go on to lose to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, considering everything that Roman Reigns has done since, I'm fine with Edge winning the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then you get Rousey out there last year. <laughs> Brock again, boy. Last year's was bad, man. That was not a. I am very hopeful that this year's Royal Rumble pay per view is better. And not, my God, how could it not be? Not not only was it two kind of underwhelming winners at the Royal Rumble for 2022, they both yep. went on to lose at WrestleMania. Yeah. Ugh. Boy, we covered them all. Man, I didn't know how in-depth we would go, but we did cover them all. So it, it's hopefully SC Scoops isn't scared when they see our runtime on the show. But uh, Welcome to I Top Rope it... Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if Kyle was on here with us this week? This would have been like a three-and-a-half-hour podcast probably. Oh, I guess. I wouldn't have been the only one cursing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's going to about do it for us this week, Justin Joint. It was a good time. I enjoyed it. It's a new era for us streaming here on the SC Scoops channel. So if you're listening to the podcast feed, you want to find it live, subscribe to SC Scoops. You can find the video on demand on the Top Rope Nation YouTube channel as well after the fact, but the live cast exclusive to SC Scoops. And appreciate all you podcast listeners because that is still the bulk of our listens each and every week. So any closing comments? Any of you new listeners uh, catching us for the first time, come join our Facebook group because yes. we, we've got a, We've got an all timer. There's something there every day that you're going to enjoy reading, especially right now with Niles uh, coverage of the Royal Rumble has just been fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, search Top Rope Nation Pro Wrestling Discussion on Facebook. There's a group. Get in there. we got a few hundred people 
awesome discussions. Very friendly people. Not a lot of trolling or hate speech going on. It's a great group of people. If you like wrestling, you'll like the group. And we so, do not hesitate on booting losers from our group. That is, that is true. That has happened. And we text about it. We're all the moderators. <laughs> me, me uh, Justin, and Kyle. We've booted a few people. So, But yeah, we have a, a great group we keep there. So you can follow the show. We are on Instagram, at Top Rope Nation. On Twitter, same handle. Uh, there's a Facebook page as well. We are also on TikTok, Top Rope Nation. You can find me at Ryan Drosty. That's D-R-O-S-T-E. And Justin at Justin Joint, J-O-Y-N-T. We will catch you next week. We'll be getting you ready for the 2023 Royal Rumble. Take care, Please everybody. Be good. Please be good, Royal Rumble. Yes. Be better than last year. <laughs> and we will catch you all next week. Have a great weekend and take care. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.